Welcome back to the Call to Build podcast. This is episode 11. In this episode, we're going to talk all about fasting and prayer and the importance that it plays in our life. I don't know about you guys, but I did not grow up practicing fasting or even learning much about it. I remember in high school, we had something called the 30-hour famine, which was the longest I ever went without food, and I think it was maybe once or twice, and it was to raise money for some underprivileged children in foreign countries. But that was about all I knew about it. I didn't know the importance of the role that it played in our lives spiritually, and so when I started learning about it well into my marriage, well into my 30s, really, I was interested because, you know, we always want to know if there's more to God, if there's more to our relationship with Him, if there's more that I can participate in doing, I want to do it. <laughs> so I remember our church back in Denver called a churchwide fast, and so we decided to participate in that, and it was for 40 days, and they emphasized that true fasting was to go without food. And so that is what we did. We would fast until about 5 p.m. and then we would eat dinner and then start again the next day. And I don't remember exactly the outcome of those prayers or if we were very intentional about praying. I don't think we were completely connected to what it was actually about. But the next time I really heard about fasting wasn't much longer after that. And my mom decided to fast for me. I don't remember how long, but specifically over my depression. And when she was done, I had this encounter or divine appointment with some, it was a small group leader of hers who was a pastor. And he happened to be from Northern Ireland where I had spent many years. And They had asked if he would pray for me, and they brought me to their small group. And I remember he took me into the other room, and he said, I feel as though you struggle with guilt. And not just like you're guilty for something that you've done, but that you feel as though you are guilty for even being alive. And that resonated so deeply with me. That's exactly how I felt, just guilty for living And I felt like everything that I did was a mistake. He took me into the living room with the rest of the people in the group. And they all laid hands on me and they prayed for me. And I went away from that. Actually, nothing changed immediately because that's usually how the Lord works. I mean, he can do it instantly. But for me, it has always been a slow uncovering on most things, but I really do believe that out of that time of fasting and this instance with this um, pastor praying for me with this group, the Lord began a healing process through that. And I believe that answer was brought about through my mom's fasting. And so me and my mom really started to press into this for a lot of different um, circumstances in our family's life. And we would say, let's Let's fast for this, and we would pray, and we would seek God over a certain amount of time, and we have seen amazing things. I kind of mentioned that in our episode where we talk about forgiveness, but yeah, we've, we've seen great things, and our church would continue to call these fasts, and so we would continue to press into those things, and 
a lot of times I would get confused for if I was praying for something very specific and I didn't see any outcome right away, I would get, you know, discouraged and frustrated. And I, I began to listen to a whole series on fasting by Tony Evans. And I really suggest, I'm going to try to find the link and put it in the show notes so you guys can go listen to it because it is amazing. I mean, Tony Evans, how can you go wrong? He's so fabulous. And I remember one of the analogies that he gave about fasting was as though you would were taking a sledgehammer to a rock wall or brick wall, something very strong. And you slam that hammer against the wall. And the first time it just makes a little crack, but it doesn't bring the wall down. But every time you fast over that again and again, it makes a bigger crack and a bigger portion of it starts getting weakened and eventually that wall falls. And so to keep persistently fasting and praying over things, a call to faithfulness over that. And I have definitely seen that in my life. There's talk of fasting all throughout the Bible. And so here are just a few of those. Nehemiah, when he heard the state of the wall in Jerusalem, it says in Nehemiah 1.4, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. So we see that he really sought the Lord as to what to do about that. And what he ends up doing is he asks for favor with the king. He asks for provision and permission and protection for all of those different things that he would need in order to to accomplish those things. And so when it comes to especially doing the things that we feel God is asking us to do, this is really, really vital not only to pray for all those things like protection, provision, but really fasting and praying for the people with whom and who we are serving, that God would bring deliverance and that he would do a work that only he could do. I'm reminded of a quote by Christine Kane that gifting will draw a crowd, but anointing breaks chains. And a lot of times we will see the anointing can can increase, the power of the Holy Spirit on our lives can increase when we are choosing to humble ourselves in this way of fasting, depriving ourselves of what we would rather have in our bodies because we know what we need, we can't give ourselves. We're saying our need for God, our, our greater desire for that extra power we know is available, we fast in order to get that. Another example is in Acts 13, 2, and it says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And so you see here that they fasted for direction for to know which person to choose. And again, you also see how the Holy Spirit sets people apart for certain things that he calls them to, certain works that he has for us. Then we know that in Esther 4, we know that Esther has her uncle and the people fast for her as she is going to go and see the king that he would have favor on her and not decide to kill her because she came into his presence. So we fast for favor, just like Nehemiah did. In Exodus 34, 28, it says, Moses was there for 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water, and he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant. So 
He was there. He was seeking God as he was listening to God and hearing the things that God wanted to say to him and to the people. They came after the 40 days. And you see this as well with Jesus when he goes into the wilderness. It was a sanctification process almost for the work that was going to come out of that time. And so it's a way that we can kind of declare to the Lord, I lower myself and deprive myself of food in order that your power will come and clean me and sanctify me and move me forward. In Psalm 35, 13 through 14, it says, Yet when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When my prayers returned to me unanswered, I went about mourning as though for my friend or brother. I bowed my head in grief as though weeping for my mother. So in sickness, we see the role of fasting for healing. And then we see in Matthew 6, 16 through 18, it says, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. First of all, it says when you fast. So not if you feel like fasting, if you get taught to fast, it's when <laughs> when you fast. This should be a part of our lives as Christians. And we don't do it to look like something or get credit for being super holy. It's all about our hearts in that secret place. And he is the one that we want the approval from because he's the only one that has the power. He can do through us in our lives what nobody else can And when we seek him and humble ourselves in this way, in that secret place, it says he will reward us. And then in Isaiah 58, 6, it tells us what fasting was for. It says, Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke? To set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see them naked? to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. So we see that it's for loosing chains of wickedness and the cords of the yoke. You guys, there are so many things that we put up with in our own lives and in the lives of people that we love, in the lives of the people that we're ministering to, that we do not have to put up with. These yokes and cords that are weighing us down, weighing people that we love down. And there is a power in Christ that we can access. We need to press in like we know this is a possibility. I have seen this in circumstances and people that I did not think it was possible. I have seen this because nothing is impossible for God. One thing that I want to tell you about fasting is the enemy knows how powerful it is. And when you decide that you're going to take some time and you're going to fast over that thing that you've been in bondage over or that you are going to fast for that relative who seems like they cannot escape that addiction or whatever the case may be, just be ready. Be armed up. Be in God's word. 
be ready to worship because the enemy will come for you. It will be in all kinds of things that you did not expect. Anything to distract you and put you off of fasting in general, he will come for you. Don't be surprised because what you're doing is so powerful. Seeking the hand of God for deliverance for people who have been under the yoke of oppression for far too long. But do it anyway. The other thing that I want to tell you is that sometimes you will not see the results of your fasting prayers right away. It might be weeks or months. In my situations that I have seen, it usually does come about within months that we start seeing. Well, sometimes we'll see something right away, but then the real results come a little bit later. And I have to tell you just two examples from one of my last fasts this last this year, actually, and been praying for my brother, uh, Troy, and I asked his permission to tell this story. So don't think I'm just telling tales out of school. And if you have any questions, I'm sure you can contact him. <laughs> but he said, this is his testimony and he's proud of it. But me and my mom were like, we are not taking this. We are going to pray that God would grab him and do the impossible because we know he's able. And so we started fasting for him. Do you want to know what happened the day after we started fasting for him? He went to jail. Now, you think, this is not, <laughs> this is not the result that I was looking for from this fasting, for my brother to go to jail. I mean, it was very shocking and hard for me, but it was devastating for my mom, obviously. And there's a lot of circumstances around that, and that's his story to share. But it was for two nights that he went in. And all I know is that that moment pivoted his life like nothing else could have. We don't know the end of the story yet. But I know that God is doing a work in my brother that... If you would have asked me a couple of years ago, I would not have believed. He's the one that has to walk it out. But I can believe for him in prayer and fasting. And that's what we're called to, you guys. People are weak and they're tired and they're frustrated and they're being lied to. And if we've been set free, we can go a little while without food in order to see them walk in all of the joy and the victory that Jesus died, that we enjoy, and that we want for them too. Why not try it? It's so worth it. And I also felt just such a burden for one of my friends and her kids who seem to always just be struggling with health stuff, especially her youngest boy. And so I said, I really feel like I want to fast for them and for him. And will you join me? And they joined me and nothing extraordinary happened during the fast. Nothing really extraordinary happened right after the fast. But weeks, months later, they saw significant improvement in his health and saw him go and do stuff that they were scared to death. It might be impossible for him to do. And I share this because God is calling us to be warriors, not just for ourselves, but for people who are hurting. 
He's saying, will you be the one who will believe and stand in the gap? Will you know that I am able and fight in faith because you know me, because you've experienced it in your own life? Will you just lower yourself for a little while? Because the outcome can be so significant for others. This is what I want to call us to. We are called to build the kingdom of God. We are called to have our hearts broken for people who are far from him. And when God places it on our heart to say, I need you to intercede for this person, might be someone that you've known for years, and you see them walking around that same painful mountain. What do we have to lose to stand in belief and go without food for a little while for the chance that God might intervene on their behalf. And maybe sometimes that looks like going to jail. Maybe that looks like things looking like they're getting worse. But God is faithful and he knows exactly what he's doing. And so I say, as we go and we start building God's kingdom, this is not about just us. As we become more and more free, let's press into the people that we are called to build for and love them by interceding for them. We can't do it for everyone, but for the one we can do it for, it really matters to that person. So just another way that we can love people. So go, do some research on fasting. If you've never done it, try, step out, do it in faith and see what God can do in and through your prayers. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today and listening to the Call to Build podcast. It would be so helpful if you would rate and review this podcast if you enjoyed it and share it with your family and friends so that others can be encouraged in building the kingdom of God in their special and unique way. If you want to take a screenshot of your podcast app and put it up on Instagram stories, be sure to use hashtag call to build and I'm going to be shouting out others who are building God's kingdom. Thank you for being here. Now let's get building.